I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Let's go get them. I feel like that theme song just never gets old and will never get old. Like it's always <laughs> going to be relevant. <laughs> Thank you. I get hype every time. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like I still hear new things in the track. Uh, I mean, I probably heard it before. Yeah, I like that part where Izzy goes, word, like right in the beginning, <laughs> like his own little ad lib. <laughs> every time it plays, I'm always like, I always say the part out loud. Don't play yourself, kid. Play the system. Word. There it is. Time, <laughs> every it was time, the- that's the one line I always verbally say out loud throughout yes. the <laughs> Shout uh, out. The U.S. government, the largest walking contradiction. Huh. Uh, backstory, I guess, for uh, all of our QTP listeners. Um, luckily, we have an amazingly talented uh, Black Nimipu, uh, Imani Mitchell, uh, the, the name that you hear, Izzy, that's uh, rapping at the top of our track, uh, was so gracious to share some of his tracks with us to listen as we were like putting the show together. Uh, and then going through the small playlist of uh, of his work, this is like the second verse in that song. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, yo. Y'all got to hear this. I was like, I feel like this is it. Um, And then, yeah, the rest is history. You know, like uh, Izzy helped us chop and splice it. Uh, We threw down a couple ad libs ourselves. Again, you can hear Michaela in the back hyping it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad because it's like, it's so like dull. And I didn't realize I was saying, because like, you know, I wasn't, it's not like I was in a recording studio, you know, I had the headphones on, the track playing, and then I add my ad lib. It was just like, Michaela, throw in this ad lib. So I was like, hey. <laughs> on the song, but then, you know, it just, whatever. You know, at least I got my 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 little two cents of time to shine into the song. Uh, but yes, if you guys are going to be in the, LCV, or more importantly, on Nimi Poo lands this weekend. Yeah, Come man. check out Izzy. You can meet the man, the myth, the legend himself. Ah. <laughs> We're going to be doing that sipping paint this weekend. I'm really excited for that to go down. But Izzy will be there as well. All three. If you want to meet all three of us, you know what I'm saying? Boom. If you want to be our fan, get us, get some autographs. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring your own Sharpie, though, because I don't know that I'll have a writing utensil with me. Don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, we'll all be at that event. So it should be good vibes. And I'm excited. Yes. To see yes. Meet and greet. Watch out. Uh, added factor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Yesterday on Twitter, I got my laughs in because, or maybe it's yesterday, the day before, somebody was going in about uh, Bow Wow and his meet and greet, um, charging a thousand for his uh, VIP package. And Chris Breezy. <laughs> thank you that's what everyone was saying they're like okay you're trying to do that cb treatment uh, oh my gosh and whoever was reading bow wow read him for filth and it was hilarious 
Uh, I can't even remember what the person said, but they called him like the most ridiculous name, like Bauer Wowerton, or I don't know, just like a legal name on Bow Wow, which was just ridiculous uh, and hilarious. Cause it was like, yeah, what are you charging a thousand freaking dollars for? It's like Bow Wow was always like, Bow Wow is like, he's a legend in the game, you know, it's kind of meta, you know, starting from a very young age and he just happens to be a young legend in the game. But I mean, legend is past tense. <laughs> I don't know what he has going on. He dropped a few EPs, you know, and no shade toward Bow Wow, but you know, no it's okay to go somewhere. To and, you know, jokes. Yeah, it's just like, I, you know, we love us some Bow Wow, you know, little Bow Wow. You just don't know. We all got the memories, you know. You know? So it's like a thousand dollars is a little steep if you're not actively <laughs> necessarily, you know, you don't got an album out right now. You know, I don't think I don't I don't know. I'm gonna just leave. I don't wanna say too much <laughs> put my foot in my mouth because you know, I like Bow Wow, but I think that's just a little steep for you know the current day and time <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Hey, uh, meet and greet. No album out. Uh, you like maybe. A, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> it comes with things. I mean, it comes with like a hoodie, and I guess you get the professional photo. It, it had a little package with it, and again, this was the VIP package. Uh, yet hilarious uh, altogether. Just you know, TikTok and Twitter uh, getting me together. Even though I don't, I'm not on TikTok. I still get them. You know, sent to me via like dm in whatever what's that thing called instagram uh text messages and then i know just hear me old uh and then seeing the stuff on twitter like i said i go to twitter for my laughs uh because people are absolutely ridiculous and it is nice to be around some ridiculousness uh when there is just absolute ridiculousness in the world um the other side of ridiculous yet you know we already know that yeah, um, I still don't have Twitter. I might, you might have to like, because you send me so much to like tweets. I, love I do. And I'm just like, one of these days, I mean, just need to get Twitter. Like, I had Twitter, <sighs> how long ago was it? 2013, I think I had Twitter. Okay, okay. I don't know what nonsense I was talking back then. I have no idea, but I need to get like a new rejuvenated Twitter. I just feel like I don't got nothing to say. <laughs> 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 like you for you know you be like girl you talk all the time but <laughs> I, just, I don't know I gotta I, I definitely just want to go for the laughs and the kicks I'll be that undisclosed no photo like, yes in the background that's just scrolling through everybody's stuff and retweeting hey lurker account that's that's completely fine uh, <laughs> I, I feel it just literally just to get into the jokes and to get into the madness because people are so stupid on twitter and i mean stupid in like the hilarious way and then also the other connotations yeah i'm just focusing on the the hilarity of it all yeah. uh and i'm like you low-key i actually got on twitter i want to say oh 2012 it was the top of 2012 uh and so then like my first bit of tweets was basically just like, you know how like you can link your accounts. Um, so it was like basically whatever I posted on Instagram automatically got posted onto Twitter. So that was my first activity. I didn't really do nothing. And then I just left it from like 2013, literally until like, I don't know, maybe the end of 2020. Uh, and yeah, it's just like end of 2020, maybe in 2021 is when I finally, I was like, I watched the freaking Gary V video 
Uh, and he was talking about uh, TikTok and he was like, you want to learn how to do TikTok? Spend time on TikTok. And I was like, okay, well, I don't really know how to do Twitter. Yeah, I guess if I want to learn how to like be on Twitter, then I just got to do it. So then I start spending some time on Twitter. And then once I learned how to like, even like literally the right places to click, because you have to like press some of the right places in order to get to like the threads of things. It's so weird. Um, And you kind of have to like read things backwards. So anyways, moral is I spent the time uh, learning how to like interact and like do the things. And now, yeah, now it's just hilarious because like things will go down say an award show and then something happens uh or like currently right now there's like this whole like thing with like i don't know some press junket for a movie with all these actors chris pine and harry styles and some other people that i don't even know their names yet it's like all this like random drama and then people like have their memes on top of the drama and then uh, it just gets really funny over nothing and it's stupid and then what's cool is that like it comes up again later where it's like now you're a part of the inside joke, you know? So then later someone will make a reference and then it'll be like a reference to a reference to another reference. And you're like, girl, I'm in the deep cuts and I get it. Uh, And so that's where like the fun comes in for me. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Just the layers, you know, when people add layers to things. (laughs) Uh, I will mentally prepare myself for when I'm ready to cross that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I read a book by Gary Vanderchuk and he had, it was all about- You read a book by by him? I was like, do not throw shade. I I, I meant to, I I had to throw, I've only ever watched his videos. I didn't know he had books. That's what I meant to say. Okay, so- (laughs) <laughs> he said, you read a book my bad i've only ever seen gary v videos i didn't even know he had books okay sorry yeah, go ahead yeah. please he has a book i don't have it on me but it's like this big yellow book that's all okay, i can okay. explain yeah, yeah, yeah. it i forget the title i'll try to find it um, <laughs> you read a book so you just got it <laughs> but he was just basically talking about like social media and how you can use it to your advantage and like how he like himself um, had to kind of get on top of social media and like times are only evolving. So these are the best platforms to use for this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm the same way to where like, I don't have the energy to keep up with all of the social media um, but it is definitely beneficial because that's how you it's only going to get further and deeper and the best way to even really connect with your audience is going to be through social media. So he kind of gives you those tips and tricks on how to do that and whatnot. So I like I love me some Gary Vee. Um, yeah, agreed. But yeah. Is uh, a, a, like a, a deep awakening for me when I came across Gary Vee videos and then like I did some of the podcasts and like listened to him. Uh, and now I don't like immerse myself so much. I'll like dip in here and there when it comes across my feed. Uh, yeah, I like it. Cause I mean, even just the one tip to like document things that changed so much for me. Uh, and that helped me with uh, expanding my TO business, uh, Trinell Original Business, excuse me, just acronyms out here. People don't oh, even know acronym. me yet like that yet. Um, yeah, you know, uh, just that one little thing, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, let me do that. Uh, and then just like adding value to people's days and to their lives, like making that a a jumping off point rather than like trying to sell people stuff. 
like mm. right off. So I was like, those two little things, I was like, oh, boom, easy days. Um, and yeah, so I mean, just like from that alone is great. And then he does like a lot of the personal things of just like, oh, this is what you want to do? Then fucking do it. You know, like, what are you waiting for? Like, make it happen now. Be happy. Do all the things. I'm like, good reminders. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he's super straightforward and blunt. And that's what I like about him. I mean, he's a New Yorker, you know what I'm saying? So he's going to be like <laughs> about it regardless. So anyway, the book is called Crushing It. He has multiple oh, books. Crush okay. It, I think, is the first book. And that's kind okay. of the game changer for everybody. And then it goes into Crushing It, I believe. Um, yeah, crushing crush it was in 2009 and crushing it was 2018. Um, but yeah, he has multiple books, but that's the book um that we're talking about. It's crushing it, how great entrepreneurs build their business and influence and how you can too. So I read that like years ago, probably in 2018, 29. Well, no, I wouldn't say that far back. Probably like 2019, 2020 is when I read it. But it's a good book, um, especially if you're ready to kind of start changing the game with entrepreneurism and whatnot heck yeah and recognizing if you if entrepreneurship itself is for you oh, yeah and it's you know? not, that's one thing i'm gonna just i'm gonna say that right now because it really <laughs> irritates me to where people just be like calling themselves an entrepreneur for no reason like it is a whole lifestyle. It is a whole mindset. We suffer with depression. We suffer with anxiety, anxiety, Um, We suffer. It's just, it's so much. It's like, it really is something that we're so passionate about, you know? And so when somebody just like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, when like really you just post on Instagram or you might sell things here and there, like that's not an entrepreneur. I'm sorry. Like, sorry, not sorry. Like realistically, like, People like to call themselves entrepreneurs when it's you really are not an entrepreneur. I don't know how else to put it. Like, go and, watch a video, no blade. And not to like scare people away of people who do are actually entering their time of entrepreneurism, but because it is worth it because you're living out your passion and your dreams, but you're literally living it. Like you eat, sleep, and breathe your work and. It's not even work, your passion, you know what I'm saying? So I remember just working for that company. Um, I think I told this story of like how I moved to Virginia and, Mm -hmm. you know, they claimed as a marketing company, but they basically, they would come in and they would like get recruits to people to come in and they're like, okay, well, this is what an entrepreneur is. Do you like doing this or do you like doing this? And be like, I like doing this. Okay, do you like doing this? Or do you, okay, you're an entrepreneur. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Like you can't go through this question, multiple choice questionnaire and then tell them they're an entrepreneur and pump them up like that because it's not easy. Like it's a whole <laughs> ass lifestyle. Anyway, um, <laughs> for those of you who are meant for the journey, that is a good resource. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But shoot, don't be calling yourself an entrepreneur until you know when you can call yourself an entrepreneur. Like, don't be calling yourself some stuff that really don't got nothing to do with you. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. You know, when you like some, there's something that really just gets you so frustrated and you don't even know how to put it into words and it just comes yep. out like a hot mess because you're so passionate <laughs> about it. That's just what happened. But it's sure still, it's not easy. Don't be calling yourself an entrepreneur if you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> you're uh, like, if you were inside this brain, you would get it. Seriously, right. so easily. If you don't feel frustrated. You ain't one. <laughs> if you don't understand what I'm saying, you ain't one. Like, Definitely one of those. If you know, you know. Hashtag type things. Woo, excuse uh, me. I, I muted myself. I did not mean to cough in all of your guys' ear. 
I'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, yo, I I low key tweeted about uh, uh, just dreams the other day. I was like, uh, because again, I was like, another one of the like ventures that you know I hope to get into in order to whatever create change and all the other things. Um, you know, linking all these things, habit stacking. Um, yeah, you know, revenue stacking, change stacking, in the exact same way as habit stacking, basically. Um, but uh, ooh, not but you. Uh, moral is, uh, I tweeted, <laughs> I was like, dang, I was like, sometimes my dreams, I'm like, they're so big that like it low key sends me into a tailspin. Like how the F am I going to get this accomplished? You know, like it's so big. It's so grand. It's so all the things. And then when you learn the minutia of like how to get there or, you know, just even the pathways, I'm like, oh, girl, how am I going to get this done? And then it's just like, will I ever get this done? And it's like, oh, no, despair, hopelessness. And it's like, no, shake it off. Like, yes, these big dreams, they scare you. Uh, they make you shake to your core. Yet that lets you know, you know, OK, you're going for the big stuff, you know. Uh, shake, 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 senora. Hey, I mean, so shake many references in that, in that one. <laughs> right, Carrie, to like... What what movie was that on? Oh, um, Beetlejuice. I was gonna say the Beetle, the Beetle to the. I used to love that movie. Anyway, go ahead. That'd be a cool remix song. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna turn up to that. You know what, my sister, my sister. Um, where did we? We went to. Oh, I got this like beer. Like they had this beer that I only got. Like I was like chugging in Mexico. Basically, yes. So they had this beer and I'm like, I love this beer. And we found it in Washington on our way to Seattle. And so I was like, so I went out and she was driving. So like I drove and then she drove and she's like, oh no, I'll drive the rest of the way. I was like, oh cool. That means I can pop one of these beers. Cause I just got them just to bring them home um, and to have like, you know, whenever I want at some point. And so I was like, oh, if only I had a lime. And then I sang that song, you know, you put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> and she started cracking up. I was like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, that's so funny. And I was like, she, I was like, you never heard that song? And she goes, no. <laughs> so we got home and we put that, you put the lime in the coconut. And she was just cracking up the whole time. And I'm like, I don't understand what's funny, but I mean, it's cool. <laughs> Look, as long as you're getting your giggles in, I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> all these random songs anyway right i now. totally pulled you from your point and <laughs> no that was sorry no, no, no right we're right in there uh yeah moral is scary dreams um let me know you know it lets me know i guess like uh you know i'm thinking big enough uh so and then yeah just reassuring the self to uh, get back in because like you're saying uh it's more than just like a job it's it's a passion it's something that drives you beyond so that you are putting in the work so that you are taking care of yourself so that you are being intentional with your thoughts and actions to bring you to this place um mm -hmm. by being the thing uh you yeah. do the things that help you to have the things yeah and it, it yeah. really is like a journey when i brought up like depression and anxiety it's not like that's something that's constant but it's something that we obviously face because we are so passionate to do the things that we want to do that other people just aren't doing so with that comes with being misunderstood with people not supporting like it really is a journey and i think 
for any entrepreneur that you look up to, and most people do have somebody that look up, they look up to, whether it's a mogul, whether it's a business person, whether it's a company, whatever, entrepreneurism is all around us. And so people, you know, the people that you do look up to, you see the success, but what that success really is that journey that nobody necessarily acknowledges. You know, we're all in this to do something that we love. And I feel like that doesn't necessarily get as much recognition as it should in some, some ways and for some people and for some things. Um, so when you do see somebody trying to do something, help them out. Like at the beginning is when they need you most. And I think there's a lot of people who will come, you know, you might reach out to certain people, they'll ignore you, you'll get the nose. And then once you get some traction, they want to creep their way back. Like, Oh, remember when you, and it's like, nah, like I needed you there, fam. Like I, now that I'm up top or now that I'm, you know, getting some traction under my feet, now you want to work with me. And so and that that's very that's a very common thing. Like I've had I've had people, you know, not know how to feel about that and reach out to me about it. And it's just like I don't blame you for feeling how you feel, you know. So it's like support your entrepreneurs. Like if they are trying something new, if they are just getting started, if they are trying to hustle and sell their stuff, like just know there's a way bigger vision that you're not seeing. But in order to get there, they need that support. So always support your young entrepreneurs at the beginning of their of their, you know, their their journey and their stage. You know which ones are taking it seriously and which ones are just in there for the money because yeah. You can, it it really comes through their work. So um and that's one thing that I love to do and kind of pride myself on at times is because I want to be able to help young entrepreneurs and I try to use young entrepreneurs I'm not even young, new entrepreneurs, even if they're, you know, 60 years old and like, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to use them. You know what I'm saying? Because you're passionate. So support your, that's why everybody says buy local and, you know, shop native owned and black owned. It's like, we have a vision and most of the time for a lot of us, we, it's bigger than just us. It's usually for our families or our communities um, or for our next generation. So support, support your, your fellow entrepreneurs, y'all. Heck yeah. Finding these pathways to keep money within the community, it's so huge. (laughs) You know, Uh, and I am hoping that we find more examples of that. Again, we're already standing on the shoulders of those who put in great work. Uh, And hopefully with those steps that have been, you know, taken before us and the barriers that have been broken down and the doors that have been open, uh, yes, hopefully we can build greater infrastructure and systems for us to be able to not only better our community by creating these spaces, yet also to keep our own money within our communities in order to really, really rev up that cycle uh, and amp up the expansion um, of good healthy um you know pathways uh because again it's, it's it's not about like going and uh doing the same capitalistic uh journey you know to like get all the money like you're saying like you can tell the people who are in it for the money and the people who are in it for like the greater change um on on, on greater levels you know uh and really finding that balance uh so yeah anyways and let's just throw it out that'll throw that out there, throw this out there. But you know, while y'all are supporting these rednecks these this weekend and you know, supporting all of these white, you know, owned 
businesses, just know that your girl's hosting a native event. And if you haven't gotten your tickets, okay, I see, I see, I know now I see, I see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So you have the perfect excuse right there to support local, you know, because <laughs> these ticket sales need to pop off a little bit more. And so, you know, if, if, if you happen to spend your money here rather than, you know, at, you know, these these activities that are going on in you know the, these white spaces, you know, I appreciate it. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> you guys are perfect right now to come and actually see creatives and meet creatives and network as well. I feel like every event that you know, at least that I try to do, it's still a networking opportunity. You know what I'm saying? It's still a space to where you can improve yourself in some sort of way by the people that are in that room. Yeah. You know, so. Come out and support this weekend, y'all. Not to keep pushing this sip and pain, but, you know, I got to get mine. Yeah, to keep pushing it. You know, like, yeah, we pushing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. But no shade, no shade. I know Roundup is, um, which I, for those of you that don't know, and Kellen can probably explain it more because I don't even think I've ever really been, but the Lewiston Roundup, you know, that's a pretty big event for this area. Um, I know there's a few Native things that go on that weekend. I don't. I couldn't really tell you. Um, I think royalty probably rides out, but, um, but yeah, so that's the event that I'm referring to. Um, and Pendleton roundup is also starting. Um, so they have their dress up parade this Saturday. So that overlaps with the Lewiston roundup parade and then, um, carrying into the top of the week, they start doing stuff down at Pendleton at the rodeo grounds which goes into the following weekend. So yeah, like those two roundups, both in Lewiston, Idaho, and then Pendleton, Oregon, they kind of overlap. Uh, I haven't been to Lewiston roundup low key since I was a kid. Um, we would go and like dance at like the small powwow that they would have on like Saturday, I want to say. Uh, and I haven't actually even attended the rodeo and uh, I, I don't even know. Uh, so I haven't really been super involved with Lewiston roundup because again, the, Pendleton Roundup per, like dress up parade coincides at the exact same time as the Lewiston Roundup's actual parade. Yeah. So my family in or like in the, in the recent years, uh, especially when my sister was part of the Happy Canyon Royalty, uh, they were scheduled to be at uh, the Pendleton dress up parade. So basically, our time was more spent down at Pendleton uh than Lewiston yet uh regardless these like are those spaces where it's like it's country and it's rodeo and low-key we we talked about Pendleton Roundup last year it's one of the episodes that you can go back I believe it's under number 20 (laughs) it's in like that earlier stage of of our of our talking um yet yeah I, I basically from my experience with Pendleton Roundup uh, that's one thing that like low key bothers the f out of me is all the money that goes to these um, people and organizations that do not necessarily support um, our native causes in the best of ways. Uh, and one thing that even kind of irked me, which you know I'm sure I can get fact checked by someone yet, uh, when 2020 came along and uh, they were like, oh a lot of these organizations get their money from from each year at the at the roundup and their revenue sales and you know donate all this money i'm like how much of that money is also going to the native participants and the native vendors and the native 
others um, that are involved in the roundup and especially as it's so marketed towards being this like western show that features um, the original peoples of the land and all these things that i'm just like well sure you say that yeah where's the money going Mm -hmm. um because money fucking talks dude uh, and that's what I'm always saying. I'm like, where's the capital? Like, you want to talk about representation and all this? Like, where's the capital? Where's the access? Where's mm-hmm. the support? Because that's the real stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. See, my thing <laughs> that's, is that's, that's not even surprised. Like, that's not the part that surprises me or the part that kind of irks me because that's just the way capitalism works and has been working. It's when our own people, but yet they continue to support them more than they support their own who are actually trying to do something. I think that's annoying for me when our communities don't invest as much as that they're invested into these white spaces. Because um, it's like we know, I mean, that, that, like I said, that hasn't changed. That's like I said, white capitalism. That's the way things just have been working. No. And is it hypocritical? Yes, of course. But, you know, the best thing we can do is just work within our own and teach our own to support our own. So that's why I always say when like a lot of my speeches or when it comes to on the speech, it's not like I'm, you know, a public speaker necessarily like that. But like when I'm in, you know, when I'm speaking about local businesses, it's like, okay, well, I see a lot of you with Dutch Brothers Cups or Dutch Bros Cups. I always... (laughs) Somebody, my sister said that. They're like, you're the only one I ever know that calls it Dutch brother. By its, it's government name. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I see a lot of people with Dutch Bros cups and Starbucks cups. And it's like, it's a reoccurring thing. It's like an everyday thing. But yet you have like Black Bison and you have a lot of these native owned coffee shops. Like, why don't you support them as much as you drive out of your way to go do, like, it's not a spending money on the drink you're spending money on the gas there's someone in your community is doing something like put your money towards them and feed it towards them like spending and what you're spending and how you spend and um and which ones are actually helping and going towards your community so it's not like you have to just cut off you know corporations completely because that's kind of impossible to do um so it's just support you know us more um, knowing that our funding is going back into the community. But yeah, you have these huge events that are traditional events, especially here and um, when it comes to Roundup and things like that, whereas it's just globs and masses of money just not you know being rotated and being used and not you know and being earned and not being back being paid forward back into our people. Um, so what we could, you know, if they lost the native community, that wouldn't be a good look either. So it's just like, I don't know, there's just things that we could do that we could start with ourselves first. You know, that's all I'm really saying in a long roundabout way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ooh, anyway. Um, what did well, you get into this week? Oh no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, going. I, I was going to say it, it uh, I don't know about your side on my side. Some of the audio got a little choppy in there. Yeah. You I froze. Got... And that's why like I planned on stopping like okay. just a few words. And so I was like, um, Kellen's face isn't moving. So let me just keep finding things. 
<laughs> okay. So if okay, it seemed a little dragged out, that's why. I, I just wanted to keep going because I wasn't sure. Right. And basically <laughs> that's why I was like, okay. I just want to be- in, in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the main things that I got too is just basically, yeah, like we have local, yeah, people are going out of their way, which not only is to, yeah, go and get this thing and support another corporation. Like you're saying, it's the time, it's it's the the fuel emissions, all these other things when, yeah, you can be doing your time and nay, doing your time, spending your time and and, uh, and your resources within community. Um, and then how that also extends into like Roundup or like into these other like rodeo spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was just like double checking, make sure I wasn't freezing on your side too. So I'm glad we got that figured out because I was like, ah. Well, it doesn't um, help that you sit so still, Kelly. <laughs> sometimes I think you're you like, it, and I'm like, oh, I know you blink. Like it's cool. <laughs> I did <laughs> freeze up. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I didn't want to cut you off too. I was gonna like throw up an X or something, or like, you're good. like wait a second. <laughs> You're but good. you were going, so I was like, oh, I don't want to disturb the flow. I was like, come on, internet, you can do this. <laughs> teamwork, teamwork, teamwork. Um, well, this week, uh, this week has been good. Suck. This week has been, like, busy and also, like, good busy, though. Uh, getting things done. Um, spending money where I didn't plan on spending money, a.k.a. car repairs. Yet, you know, my safety is is paramount, so it's like... You know, I, I got to take care of the vehicle that helps me to go to all these places uh, because, you know, exactly. I'm like safety, peace of mind and all that stuff uh, over, I guess, my my income or not my income, my, my money. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah, getting a lot of things done. Um, and then also kind of confronting this very thing that we're talking about, um, about like, no matter what you do, like there's something lamutits like there that just like, um, yeah, I don't know, just like all these environmental factors, basically, and like how to get through them. One thing that's been like going through my mind a lot lately uh, is the scene in uh, for those who have seen the avid like the first Avatar movie that came out however long ago, um, and they're like uh in the like room and then the guys like basically Sigourney Weaver's characters like trying to like tell the guy like how important all the trees are and how they have like this huge network and how all this stuff uh, and it's all these sacred sites that she's trying to assert you know these are sacred sites like don't go in there and desecrate these sites and then the guy who's like in charge of the project and in charge of like the corporation moving this project forward is like you throw a stick one direction and you hit a sacred site and this and that, you know, which, you know, they always say that stuff about like, you know, native things or whatever. It's like, oh, you just like, you toss a rock this way and you're on a sacred site or it's a, you know, it's an old this and that. Um, yeah, the same thing can be fucking said about like, again, uh, this world that we live in where it's like, dang, like I'm trying to like, <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, make sure my mind is going in good places or trying to like put myself in these other things, in these like bigger spaces or whatever it is. And it's like, no matter where I go, like I'm getting caught up in like these, like uh, in these things that support um, <laughs> white capitalism and, and the things that are like working against me, you know, like something as simple as like hair products, like black hair care products, right? Uh, lotions and potions, 
um, how like a lot of these ones that it's like, oh yeah, like I love going to Target now or, you know, even Wally World, mostly Target, um, if I'm being <laughs> real about my life. Um, and then it's like, oh yeah, girl, I got all the options now for my hair care. It's like, I got rows on rows on rows. I got like a whole half of an aisle. This did not exist when I was a kid. I'm like, down, let's go. And then I'm like, ooh, these names, these sound like some black ass names. And it's like, then you get a little picture of the people who are the creators behind these things. And you're like, yes, Auntie Cecile. And yes, Shay, whatever. And yes, you know, all these things. And then come to find, and it's like, you know, these are black owned businesses. And then you get like the 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 twisted language of being like, oh, these are black started businesses or, you know, black originated businesses, because then now it's like these businesses. Yes, they're presenting the the like the black startership, for lack of a better word at the moment um, of these things. Yet when you trace it back now, it's like, oh, these companies are actually owned and ran by these white execs and white you know, major conglomerates and corporations where, you know, we just understand monopolies themselves, even like water and all these other things that like all branch back to these major monopolies, these major corporations. So it's like, even when I'm trying to do this thing and like focus on like the little things, it's hard having that realization that my, my money and my resources and my energy is still going and funding uh, things that have, you know, racist past or just current realities. Um, it's just like, ah, so that scene has been like running in my mind a lot this week. Mm -hmm. Um, just because like a lot of these things have been popping up where it's like, it's the reverse where it's not like, yeah, I throw a rock and I, and I hit a sacred site. No, it's like, I throw a rock and I, I run into like a, a white owned, uh, capitalistic venture that is you know desecrating our land and you know creating these power struggles for something as simple as water and clean water and access to water um you know just like all these things where i'm like dang it no matter what i do it's like it's still funneling back into these things and so it's for me that's why i even tweeted that that thing about like my dreams because i'm like oh my gosh like how do we get these pathways uh, to again, where we're not putting into these systems and we have our own systems that again, focus on stewardship, uh, and coexistence with land as well as, um, community betterment. Uh, cause it gets fucking depressing, you know, it gets frustrating right up top. And then it's depressing. Cause it's like, I feel like there's no hope. Like, what can I do? You know, like I, I want my hair to be moisturized, girl. <laughs> like <laughs> like i i gotta get these things yeah. um yeah like what else can i do and i know that there are other options it's just like you know it's having to go that extra step and go that extra step and go that extra step yet that's the problem right there is that we're always forced to go that extra motherfucking step on top of an extra motherfucking step and mm -hmm. so then it really like it wears you down to where it's like fine i'll just do it right here you know like i'll just i'll and, and then you fall into the funnel um and so it's just like, how can we take away the bureaucracy, the red tape, these extra steps uh, so that it's like direct, direct to community. And then again, direct to our own benefit right on the other side of it. Um, yeah. So that's my week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it comes down to is reclamation. You know, you can't decolonize a system that's always been colonized. It's like it's time to reclaim 
And so, and it comes down, and that's such a broad term, but we literally mean it in every sense, in ter- including these products and services that we do have. Now, playing devil's advocate, of course, you know, I'm sure that those Black founders and CEOs of a lot of these hair companies, they needed that chance. And unfortunately, this was yeah. their chance, you know. And at that time, maybe they didn't have the same resources that maybe, you know, Taraji and Tracy Ellis Ross now have to just you know, maintain, first of all, they have the money, but maybe they didn't have the money or maybe they didn't have those same resources or plugs or connections as well. So that's the hard part. It's like, you want to support, but there's these terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. And so, and I just did that the other, (coughs) excuse me, the other day I needed hair care and I know Cantu and I use Cantu and Cantu is one of those, is one of those companies that you're talking about. That's white owned, but black founded. And so. Founded. Thank you. I said startership. (laughs) Founded. It goes founder and then it goes, um, it could, you could say founder. Well, yeah, it goes founder and I guess owner and CEO. Um, So even though they're the founder, they're not. And that's who, that's the image you're seeing. That's the Mm -hmm. face you're seeing. That's who's on the back of the bottle. But if you see founder, it does not mean that they are, in charge and actively even participating in that company anymore. They basically were handed a check and said, Hey, we want to buy out your company. Here's the residuals. They made it all nice and proper and print for them. So that way they live a comfortable lifestyle, but they can no longer take ownership of that company. It's in so-and-so's hands. And if you want to challenge that, you have to go through obviously through the whole system of getting lawyers and everything like that, which also is a huge headache as well. So not that I have experience in that, but I can only imagine. And you so know? sell your company, you're making that decision to basically allow your name to flourish, but it's your name and these white people's name as well. So your name is going to come be attached to these people's name, the, these people's names as well. So, um, so yeah, so like being, just being at the store, it's like, I went with what I knew because I was in such a rush, but I hate the fact that I was supporting a corporation, but I also like the fact that, okay, this was her, their, this was their dream and, you know, it's doing well and it still looks good for us partially. So it's just so much going through <laughs> our mind to where it's like, man, how do we really kind of, you know, do our part and practice what we preach at the beginning of the show? You know what I'm saying? It's like, how do we add to and contribute to our own yet support, even when there's all these other underlying conditions to supporting. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know, at the end of the day, we can't get away from the white man completely necessarily in this day and age, especially within business. Um, but we can alter how we do that and invest in ourselves. So that way we can learn how to do these things without having to rely on a white system. Um, so yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the thing that was like really getting me this week, I'll talk about it, I guess, uh, without diving too, too deep yet. Uh, Pendleton, again, I've brought it up before and I'll keep bringing it up, uh, because of, of the entire branding of it, you know, it bothers me that, uh, it's this basically like an Indian aesthetic. Uh, and, you know, they talk about like the Indian contribution and all of these things and how much money <laughs> like we natives even put into the company that isn't necessarily put back to us. Uh, and so then learning the system of like, even what goes into 
creation of Pendleton blankets. It's like, there's so many steps. Uh, and it's like, how can one achieve this process and how can one scale, you know? And so the same with like these hair products, it's like, yeah, like being able to have access to these supply chains and the the ability, the capability to scale your business so that it is widespread and, and, you know, well-supported and all these things. Uh, again, that access is just like, fuck, you know, like, how do you get there? So just like you're talking about, like, yeah, you know, having those, those, like the, the, the moment where like, yes, for this business, you know, now they have the support to do so by, by selling to so-and-so. And so it gets it out there. Um, and it's a shame basically is what I'm getting at that, you know, you have to go, well, basically it seems as though you have to go through these avenues in order to scale out businesses. Um, and that, you know, we've just been withheld from them for so long that like, it's such a monster of a thing, you know, like the woolen mills have been going since the early 1900s, like late 1800s, you know, they've been going through this process. Um, so yeah, they have all this time behind it. all these major brands, not even just the woolen mills, like all of these major brands, they've, they've been going through all of that through all this time when we were literally being murdered and, and withheld. And not that that's not happening to this day, because it still is just in different ways. Um, and so it's like, yeah, how do you compete with that now coming in 120 years later, 90 years later, 60 years later? And it's like, you already have these systems established. You already have the revenue that now has allowed you to make that system even more efficient and hear a person in a modern day of age wanting to like, all right, well, let's build something um, for ourselves. Yeah, it's like, the entry point, it's like the, the, the cost of entry is just so high, you know, yeah. uh, basically is w what I'm getting at. Cause it's like, dang, in order to, even if I just wanted to make one, one woolen blanket by my absolute self, yeah. uh, you know, I'm like all the steps that would have to like come into play in order to make that happen, uh, to be like, yo, here is one Nimi Poo made blanket by a Nimipu artist, and hopefully this will go to like a Nimipu cause, you know, mm -hmm. made in Nimipu homelands mm -hmm. and made sustainably, you know, like just the one, like how does that even fucking happen? Because it's just like such a high entry point. Uh, and so that's why I like low-key feel like despair sometimes because it's just like, ah, like how do you even get in? Um, yeah, again, not giving up because uh, pathways I'm going to create them. Um, and thank I mean, you first for listening. Is, that's yeah. what I'm saying is like, we're willing to do the work, you know what I'm saying? And no matter mm. how hard it is, it's like so many people go for convenience, you know, but in order to have that convenience, someone had to work their ass off to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And so that's yeah. why it comes into play when it comes, you know, that's why I say it so deeply. Like, yeah, not everybody's an entrepreneur who wants to claim that because it takes a lot of work. Can't always just take the easy way out. It takes multiple phone calls. It takes you physically getting in your getting in there and getting your hands dirty. It's the frustration, the determination, you know, something that may take 
five seconds for you to, you know, approve of or work with or sell out to or whatever you, however you want to put it, you know, it's, it took somebody maybe 10, 20 years to figure out, you know? And so, and that's what makes it worth it. And that's why it's like, okay, well, especially when it comes to our own, if you really have the chance to change and make a change within our communities and with our own people, over convenience, then do it. Like if you're willing not if you're willing to do the work, do it because you're now you're making it convenient for everyone else who's coming after you within your own people. You know what I'm saying? You're allowing that convenience for them. And that kind of, I can't think of the word, you know, that feeling of satisfaction of going through your own people, just like, you know, what we're talking about by by them taking advantage of that convenience that you worked so hard to create, like do the dirt, the, the grunt work, do the dirty work. And if that's, you know, if that's something that you're open to do and available to do, and you, you know, you have that mindset to figure it out then you know, I challenge you to figure that out because you're actually going to make a difference. You know, who knows by you making that, that decision to do the hard work and get your hands dirty and not go with convenience by selling out to the capitalist, you know, company or system or whatever it is, you're willing to do the work yourself. You know, I challenge you to do that because that's only going to create more opportunity for your own people. And, you know, that, that looks good just on behalf of us, you know, that really is for us by us and us, you know, learning something new to create our own and to pay forward. I mean, it's just really that simple. So, you know, it's hard. It's not easy to to do something from scratch, but it's worth it. You know, Betty Crocker had to figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? For your convenience. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, did she? Who, who is Betty? Or did Betty exactly. just slap, slap her name on it? Uh, because it was really somebody else in the kitchen. But you know what I'm saying? Doing the business, no plan. Somebody had to do the grunt work first. I feel you. And then for you. someone else's convenience. So for your own people. You know how dope would that be to just be like, oh yeah, we have this easily accessible within our res that maybe other reses don't have. So now they want to go through a native owned whoever, inventor or whatever, but like literally anything. If they want that convenience, it's cool to like spend money within your own people because it's only building your communities up. So it's that simple, you know. But yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So much. Uh... But yeah, that was my week. Uh, it's just kind of mitigating those those factors. Uh, and then again, just, yeah, confronting the fact that like, uh, all these things are just, uh, they can be the muttits. Yeah, again, building up hope. Uh, and, and there's a lot of great things that are happening too. Um, so happy about that. I have like some awesome like things coming up, performance opportunities and other events that are coming up. So like, you know, again, finding the sunshine through all of this like fog that can come around. Literal fog and smoke right now. Yeah, yes, yes. Literal fog and smoke and virtual shit too. You know, again, just like all the news that we hear, like it is so great that we are connected with so many other communities and we're able to talk instantly and share all of this stuff. And at the exact same time, it's so heartbreaking uh, because we have a pulse on everything everywhere at all times. Uh, and like even today when I like got onto uh, one of the apps, like within the first 10 posts, four of them were just like this, like disastrous things. And I was just like, okay, 
I gotta go. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm gonna head out. Again, thank you. Yeah, Literally, <laughs> yeah, grabbing my purse, doing uh, a freaking I forget. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, meme, Viola. I can't remember. Oh, Annalise Keating. There it is. Yeah, Annalise Viola Keating. Exit. Like, <laughs> I love that one. I use that way too much. I use the Viola one when she's ready to get up, you know, walk out, and I yep, use the yep. one all the time. Like that's my <laughs> favorite one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly Over that. All of it. Uh, because it's just like, girl, there's so much. There's so much. And and uh it's like you gotta protect your own space at the exact same time. So it's like I, I send my prayers out and like I I hold these other people up because I know that people are literally struggling right now in life and people are literally going through heartbreak. Um, and there's so many stories that just in the past 48 hours have happened and are still happening as we're recording this session right now. You know, so it's like I send like literal prayers and like as much energy as I can to those people while also like I can't fully invest in this because I'm like, there's already so many other things to where like our our literal human capacity isn't meant to have all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's our reality now. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just like, whew, mitigating that is... Is a whole thing. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, well, speaking of. All right. I just blinked. <laughs> what do we need to speak of? We have a whole ass hour conversation. <laughs> well, speaking of. Um, let me just think. What was I going to say? This is the worst transition. And I was like so ready for it. But this is this this contributes to what I'm about to say. So last Wednesday, you know, your girl's voice was a little sore. I was like, hmm, my voice is a little raspy. You know, y'all, y'all heard, yo, you heard it on the last episode. And so um with that raspy voice, I was like, hmm, what's going on? And you know, the last couple months have been a whirlwind. I've been like nonstop. You know, and I recently posted on my story, I posted this thing from Jay Shetty and it was like, you know, take your rest as seriously as your hustle, you know, paraphrasing, but that was basically what it was. And then in the little corner I wrote, you know, sometimes God will tell you to sit down somewhere and if you don't, he'll sit you down. Well, God did that to me last week. And that little raspy voice turned into Miss Rona. Miss Rona wanted to come around (laughs) and bless her with her presence. So I have had COVID this whole week and I already went through the worst part. The last weekend was, you know, I was down, like I couldn't do anything. I was in bed. Like I mentally just did not have the capacity. I had brain. My mom was telling me, she's like, when I had COVID, I had brain fog. And she told me this before I got hit with the symptoms. And I was like, what? Like, I can't afford no brain fog. Like I got to do this, I got to do this, I got this. I was like, Mm-mm, brain fog, but it just stay over there. Yeah, and I did. And so um, like my mental was was slow and when I say slow basically what just happened like point some seconds ago when I was like you're like speaking (laughs) of lost my train of thought and so yeah so like last weekend I really was just in the house and it was hard for me I mean I don't do very well at just sitting still especially if like I have to plan it you know if I'm going to do nothing I need a plan to do nothing you know what I mean if that makes any sense and so like (laughs) I didn't have the the option to plan, you know, having COVID. So 
I can sit with myself, you know, for a couple of days and then I get very irritable. Like I just, and my mind just runs, like it constantly runs. So I don't like sitting there with my mind running so much. And, um, so it was a, it was a challenge for me. I think more so a mental challenge than anything, you know, thankfully I don't have it as bad as a lot of other people have had. Um, it really just kind of felt like a fever crossed with, you know, just a really bad cold kind of a thing. Um, so I was very grateful for that, but, um, but yeah, I definitely learned a lot about myself when it comes to how to operate and, um, just making sure that, you know, you get your rest. It's one thing, you know, and when I say it's a lifestyle when on, with entrepreneurism, it really is because it, you can't turn it off. You know, it's really hard to turn it off. And so I realized like rest is just needed because once I felt like I could bounce back and I can get up and I can do things, I just took off and I was super motivated and inspired to do things. And it was because I got my rest, whether I wanted it or not, <laughs> you know, so yeah. rest is very, very important, especially when you're doing something or you have so much so heavily on your mind, like you have to give your mind a break and your body a break. And um, that's something that I think I was definitely challenged with, um, last weekend, but yeah. And so I feel fine now. Um, and even when my mom had it, she was saying how, like, um, when she went to the clinic and spoke to the doctor, she just wanted to be sure she was good. She, and they were just like, well, you know, after a certain point, you're just not, you're not, um, can't take contagious, contagious anymore. So like, after, like, I think she said like five days, they were like, yeah, you might still come up positive, but you're just not contagious. It's just, you know, especially I think with the vaccine and stuff like that. So I just been playing it cool. I've been staying at home anyway. I have to go anywhere. I'm masked up, sanitized down, like don't touch my face, whatever. But, um, it's not like I'm out in these streets either. It's just, if I have to go anywhere. Um, but yeah, so I'm winding down. It's already been a week. Um, so I feel good. You know, that's why I was coughing up a lung. <laughs> that oh, night. No. I, un, I forgot to, to mute myself. So, um, that's where it's coming from. But yeah, so that was my week. I don't really have too much wow. going on. I felt like I had so much to do. And especially with the event this weekend and it was just like, man, I can't do nothing. Um, but that's the whole point was I wasn't supposed to be doing anything. I'm supposed to just be focusing on myself and getting better and appreciating, appreciating my body for as far as it actually gets me in. Um, that's what I was able to do, but yeah, that was, that was my week. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing. I was like, dang. Finally got me. I mean, I feel like it was <sighs> only a matter of time. I yeah. think. There's probably, I probably have had it and then didn't even know that I had it. Like, oh, uh, no, she got it as well. She probably don't want me putting her business in the street. So I'm sorry, but like, she, I think I got it from her. I ain't going to, you know, expand and expound on that. Because <laughs> um, she wasn't feeling right. And I'm like, girl, like, I don't get sick. <laughs> so then, what happened, it was I got sick. But I think she's in the clear. I think she had it before me, um, like a week before me. But um. So she was here at the house with me, but she felt fine like the whole time because she already got rid of kind of all her bad symptoms a week prior. So, you know, wow. but yeah, I felt like it's only it, for everybody. It's like, I, I knew that in like 2020, I was like, I know it's only kind of going to be a matter of time, but yeah. thankfully it's like, now we have, you know, the vaccines and the boosters and whatever, you know, to where you won't have, you know, death isn't as, you know, at the top of that list, you know, as it was for some people. So you know, I feel like if you're sick, you know, it's just, it just felt like any other sickness that may have been contagious. Um, and you just got to chill out for a minute and then you're fine. But, but yeah, like I said, I'm just super grateful. It wasn't as bad as, you know, it could have been. So, okay. so I was in bed all weekend. <laughs> Dang. Yes. Well, 
glad that you had the space to be in bed and, you know, at home supported where, you know, people can help take care of you and you can keep your isolation and all the things. Yeah. And I was just my mom. It's like, my mom just wants to be a mom. So she'll just become bopping in my room. I was like, uh, uh, I was like, get out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then like, if whenever I was around her, like I had my mask on and it's like, you know, moms are just going to be moms. And I'm just like, I don't want you to, you know, have to go through anything again, but just to be surrounded with love and just be at home and it's a whole nother feeling in itself. So just to be around the ones you love. So I was very grateful for that. Heck yeah. Yeah. So now we back at it again, you know, trying to get some things done, still trying to kind of keep my space just a little bit. um, So that way I'm good for when I do need to be around people, but but yeah, all good stuff. I was like, shoot, if Kelly can get on and have COVID, I got to get on and have COVID. Not even. I, I know. Like, I ain't no pup. Uh, this entire time I've been like fighting the urge you know how like it's like always the first thing where people are like why didn't you tell me like you could have you know I, like, I ain't tell nobody hold it back this isn't about you this isn't about a time to be like I'm good no now. we could have supported right. you better no this is a time literally just to support Michaela <laughs> I mean if y'all want to cash at me you know what I'm saying I might be they're like no it's too late you said you was good <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I was like yeah I could have sent you some meals some things like that you know the the, the usual from a distance things uh, even though it's kind of harder in 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 where you're at uh, it's not so easy just to uber eats up or whatever like oh I got your dinner I got your breakfast you know uh Moral is could have could have got a runner or something. Moral is uh, <laughs> glad that you are okay and that you are feeling better. And ooh, yeah, I got the shivers because um, I guess next week will be one year from when I got it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I got it uh, leaving Roundup. Um, oh, okay. That makes yeah, sense. yeah. And then then I was down for the count. Oof, that that, that was not fun. Yeah, I felt bad for you. Yeah, my major thing was headaches. Uh, like, well, besides like the like coughing thing, but like it was the headaches that killed me. That's what I remember the most. Mm-hmm. I was like the headaches, and my mom had wicked headaches. So I was like, oh, maybe this is just like a genetic thing. Jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah, for real, I was like the headaches were not cute, and I don't usually get headaches, even though lately I've been getting headaches. I don't know if it's just a sign of my old age, older age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the headaches are like the main thing that I walked away with. Yeah. yeah, like when I had a headache, my headaches just felt like I felt like my head was heavy. Mm. Like I'm laying on my pillow, like if I'm laying de- laying on my pillow, uh-huh. <laughs> laying in my bed and like, you know, I want to get up. It just feels like my head's heavy. Like I don't, uh-huh. I don't really know how to describe it. And when I sit up, it just feels like a weight. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's just sitting sitting in your noggin <laughs> yeah yeah so I just like pump myself up to with like Dayquil and Tylenol and I had some nasal spray and I look forward to that that NyQuil that NyQuil I took NyQuil at 7 p.m I'm like I'm out it's dark outside I'm going to bed ready is NyQuil time like I literally <laughs> like I look forward to NyQuil <gasps> as soon as it got dark outside I was like I'm out bedtime yep sedate me let's go and i was uh, out i was out the whole night <laughs> come it, was on. it was great uh, girl loves her sunshine but i was looking forward to the moon that week last weekend <laughs> I was like, I'm bed. 
but um, but yeah, it was cool. And so I mean, it wasn't cool, but it was you know I'm good and you know I'm good now. But yeah, my, I called my grandma because I didn't call her the whole time because I was like in and out of sleep, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Michaela, how come you haven't called me? Because I call my grandma like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I miss a few days? She just like you forget about me. Like she gets so mad. <laughs> And so I called her yesterday and I told her and I was like, oh, well, grandma, I had COVID. And she was like, oh, you know, and she's like, OK. I was like, but I'm good. She's like, oh, OK. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm good now, though. She's just like, all right, because I didn't probably because I didn't tell her. Whatever. Exactly. Same yeah. thing. I like yeah. to just muscle through and then be cool. <laughs> like, I don't like to drag it. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's, yeah. and sometimes it's like people will be so enduring to where it's like it's almost a, like then you have to you have to focus on and enduring them by telling them so much, you know, I'm going to yeah. be like, then it becomes a thing to where you're, you know, you can't just focus on you. So I like to just muscle through whatever I'm working on or what I'm doing or whatever I'm, you know, if I am sick, then cool. Let me just muscle through. And then when I'm done, you know, we'll go from there. So it's just, yes. so yeah, last week was, last week was my, my week with COVID, but thankfully again, you know, I'm good. So. Okay. Wow. Well, again, thank you for that. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm wishing everybody an awesome upcoming week. You know, there's a yes. lot of things going on. I want everybody to stay safe out there. Um, drink your water and have be around positive people and positive energy. That's about it. Yes. You know, I'm really excited going into this next week. Um, I think I was very stressed at the top of, I think, yesterday because I felt like you know, I was getting back to myself and I just had so much to do, but yeah, I still wanted to focus on me a little bit and making that, um, you know, not overexerting myself because I felt like I lost a week or anything. I just wanted to be as present as possible and not allow myself to stress out too much um, and take the time I still needed for myself and find that balance. I think regardless last week taught me is you need balance, period, period. Yeah. So um, just going into that next week, I know that this coming week, one thing that I know I'm going to work on is just keeping that balance and enjoying the present moment of who I'm around and enjoying the, you know, enjoying the process and enjoying for the fact that, you know, I'm even in the spaces that I may either creative myself or I'm in these spaces to where I feel loved by people and maintaining that love and things like that. So I'm just going in with this next week, just full of gratitude and um, sustaining myself around good energy. So I really only wish the same for everybody else. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I'm down for those wishes. Shoot. Open and open and accepting, receiving it all. Uh yeah. that's where I see that's what I was thinking. I was like, what reference did I just try to do, but I couldn't remember the type of where it came from was how did I get married? When is it her name's Tanya in the show? She goes, boom, when she drops that news on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Uh also. I feel bad because I don't know the actress's name and she's in so uh, many amazing it. things. Um, it's, not, it's not coming to me. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. I'm just oh. going to blame everything on that. Yes, do it while you have <laughs> it. Next year. Oh my oh, gosh. It's the Ray Bob. It's the Ray Bob. Dang it. Uh, it's not popping Tasha, up. Oh, that's Tasha's the character's name. Um. I know her name. I just yes, because oh my gosh, I absolutely love her and everything. Like her characters are always down. Um, dang it, dang it, dang it. 
We know. Tasha Smith? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tasha is her real name. Tasha. Oh, yeah. Tasha Smith is her real name. And Angela is her name. And Angela is her name. And Ooh, yes, what I was talking about. Yes. Boom. Tasha. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that's her name. She has oh, a my gosh. Too. She has a what? A twin sister. A word? Mm-hmm. Crazy, because one of my favorite quotes uh, from Tasha Smith is from ATL. Um, when she's coming to collect her daughters who are twins. And she goes, twins, twins, y'all are stealing again. I'm going to beat y'all asses. Y'all out here. Like, and she like, when she comes and she rips them from uh, from the party. And she's like, I'm going to give y'all something to cry about. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love her uh, in, in all the movies. Yeah, yeah, that one like always comes to mind. Uh, I love ATL and I just love her characters and, and everything that she plays in. So yeah, shout out Tasha Smith and shout out to that boom. Um, mm-hmm. random yeah glad we went there oh uh, i just watched as well i watched um the janet jackson documentary i know i'm late to the game what it was the heck so what? good the four part the four part um documentary. yeah mm-hmm. talk about alignment my mom literally put that on last night uh oh, i think really? it was part two or part three yeah yeah uh, so I- how strange like so good. I I didn't when it came out. I wanted to watch it, but mm-hmm. I think I just was rolling, and I wasn't sure which platform to watch. But while I sat down somewhere last weekend, <laughs> I was able to watch that, and it was it was it was amazing. She, it was she did a great job. Yeah, I, I want to see the rest. She was just like you know, our stories have been you know written by everybody else. It's time for me to do something for uh, for my family, and you know, and just watching her experience and just having that yearning just to love you know that's simple like just love each other and let me find genuine love and the fact that it's so hard you know and it shouldn't have to be that so hard I mean Janet's just a beautiful soul period like it really just shows that in that film of just you know she know what she wants and she went for it and she's not accepting anything less than you know she could have bumps in the road because that's just that's just life but you know I know what I deserve and that's what, you know, that's what I'm living for. And so it was just a beautiful documentary. Yes. I got to finish it still. Yeah. Um, so that's dope you got to see the entire thing. Because each one is like an hour, right? Like each section, like an hour and some change. Might even be more than that. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. My mom put on the the other part last night because Res Dogs came on late. <laughs> I got to watch the new one. I think. <laughs> yeah. They like, because normally they'll come out. East Coast time, midnight on Tuesday, because then that starts Wednesday, right? So then for us West Coasters, we get it Tuesday at 9 p.m. And that's how it's been happening uh, all the way up and through until we got to this episode seven. uh, And then they didn't release it. Uh, And so then it was funny being on the socials last night and everybody's like, where the fuck is this episode? (laughs) Like, why is is Hulu running on ending time? And, you know, all these things. Because, yeah, it's like you can't get us hooked to a 9 p.m. release and then out of nowhere, just not give us our 9 p.m. release. Uh, And so, yeah, my mom put that on uh, last night in place as like we waited. And then it wasn't until like 1045, almost like 11 when finally it was on Hulu. And it was like, all right. I guess we can watch it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny. All the all the natives last night being like, where is our rest dogs? Um, one of my favorites that I retweeted was like, it was going to be a fry bread riot. Uh, just <laughs> it was about to be a riot last night. Everyone was like, where is the episode? Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> dumb story. Yeah, it was told. So you're welcome. Jokes. Uh, 
that's all i have (laughs) that's next on my list to watch you got it um well continue getting rest uh and for those of you out there uh you can continue to support indigenous creatives and uh the upcoming sip and paint by buying your tickets online link in bio at indigenous creatives well at indigenous creatives also indigenouscreatives.com uh, you can also find the link just through going to Michaela Thompson and or be to work by Michaela I'm sure you can link yourself there uh, if you can't uh, yeah. find it the other ways if you want to take the extra steps you can do it that way too uh, basically is what I'm saying personally if it's easier for you <laughs> you know talking about convenience you know? exactly <laughs> please go to indigenouscreatives.com I played a, I paid a hefty amount for that domain name so I would love it to be used you know so it wasn't exactly. available and I had to find my way to buy it and so you know there's a whole story there so we just you know, go ahead and click on that link that I paid oh so much for so that way uh, we can get you locked in and have a good time Show now. Please. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout outs to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at Quantum Theory Pod, and you can also find us on Facebook.com backslash Quantum Theory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapihechnu. See you next time. <laughs>